Hey, everybody, you know me. I am obsessed with sports, and college basketball is back, which I'm thrilled. It's a little tough with no crowd. Uh, yeah. I do think college basketball loses a lot without the crowd, but I'm still watching, and one way to replace the crowd is to do a little betting. Throw a few bucks down, even if you're not a fan. I watched uh, Cincinnati Xavier the other day, a little crosstown rival, and, and I'm sitting there going, Cincinnati's going to win this game. I'm sure of it, and then all of a sudden they start coming back. I wish I had a few bucks on it. And if I want to put some bucks on it, I will be using my bookie because oh, he's yeah. my bookie. <laughs> Winning yeah. season is back at my bookie. The best action in the business. New players will get their first deposit matched halfway to $1,000. That's right. You put in one grand and you get $500 on top of that. I mean, I'm not a big gambler, but that sounds like a pretty good deal, eh, Mark? That's a deal and a steal. And it's for real. Yes, it's simple. Make your picks, win big, and collect your cash. That's why at my bookie they call football season winning season. Check it out now. No risk. All gravy, baby. Don't forget to use the promo code TUESDAYS to claim your freebies. Visit mybookie.ag and use code TUESDAYS to get your first deposit matched halfway up to one thousand clams start winning at my bookie ag with my special hour special offer code tuesdays all right let's do an app Woo! hey mark fake banter for the intro that's all i know how to do great good to be here welcome to tuesdays with stories hit her in the face with a surfboard and then the duck fell out of his bag <laughs> surf's up and she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe List. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. No, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is fitting at me. Hey, the app has begun and life is happening, folks, and you only get one. I'm Joe List, and that over there across the way is... Hey, hey, Mark Norman here. Sorry, my lighting's terrible. My hat's gay. This painting is petrifying. I'm all over the road. I got one big kitchen lamp. I need a ring light. These kids with the ring light, they look majestic. Well, here, I got a ring light, and it's downstairs. I just didn't go get it because I'm a, I'm a fucking douche. But you got to get it. I got the glasses computer thing. It's brutal. You can see my porn in here. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. I, I Ooh, is that I'm, Brock Hudson or uh, holy hell? That's Debbie Does. I'm trying yeah. to tilt. No, no. Yeah, you're all over the place. But uh, you look like you're wearing Google glasses. I feel like I can see the weather and uh, the, uh, the headlines in there. I'd like some of those Google glasses. They seem like fun. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take a Google glass or a stained glass, whatever you got. But, uh, yeah, this lighting sucks. I'm trying to get get, get going. Y you give a ring light to uh, Quasimodo, he looks good. They're they're pretty sweet. Yeah, they're pretty fun. I got one downstairs. I didn't want to go get it. Uh, you know, Sarah's down there. I don't know what she does down there. I think she's got dildos, vibrators, the, the works, you know. She, I, we got a basement. She just goes down there for like five hours. She comes back. She smells like cigarettes, and her makeup's all out of place. I think she's oh. got a guy down there. I think she's got an OnlyFans is what that sounds like. She's, she's cleaning up down there. She's got her credit card uh, swiper going. She's probably cleaning up. Do you know about OnlyFans? You're on OnlyFans? What's going on? Weren't we on there for a minute? What happened with that? I mean, what is OnlyFans? They gave us a trial run, and that vagina dried up quick. Nobody bought. Nobody sold. Nobody came clean. Nobody, nobody enjoyed it. 
And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's the new Playboy in, in the sense that, you know, back in the day it was like, oh, shit, uh, what's it, Nancy Reagan's doing Playboy. Wow. It was like a kind of a, a badge of honor. And now people are like, you know, you, want, you saw Nancy Reagan on the news, then you're like, oh, shit, we can see her naked? That's crazy. And now it's, hey, this uh, reality star or pop singer or whoever, we get to see her naked. Right. By the way, Nancy Reagan, one tit. That would be a hell of a playboy. It would be a playb. Half of it's missing, you know? Wait, wait. She only had one can? Well, she had her can removed because, uh, you know, they were, collect- they were collecting bottles and cans down at the depot. <laughs> I think she had tit cancer and they scooped one out, I believe. Or maybe both of them. I think. What? Give that a goog at home. I, I never knew she was a, a, a singular. I remember. I remember because it's one of those things that I don't. I didn't read the news story, but somebody said it, and so I just went ahead with a bunch of Nancy Reagan has no tits joke. But it might have been like, "Hey, she's got no tits, dude. What kind of first right. lady is this?" Yeah, that was big. Remember, flat was big. You don't hear about flat anymore. Everybody was flat. She's flat. He's flat. My dad's ass is flat. Now flat is is not as common. I mean, DePaulo would make me laugh every time because <laughs> it order a drink. And uh, he goes, make sure it get a, it get a Captain and Diet Coke, and it say, make sure the Coke is fresh. Last time you brought it, it was flatter than my sister's ass, and it made me laugh every time. Woo! <laughs> no, that that's gold. I mean, the sister is what changes. By the I way, that, oh, huh? go ahead, you go, you go. Well, I got we're doing after. If we're doing zingers that I that that are that are old that I still think hold up, this is to me is the most. Impressive construction of a joke. Well, two of them, and and then we'll we'll start the show, I guess, because now we're getting into comedy bullshit here and math. But there's a guy, George Miller, and you watch him, and you're like, oh, Norm got a lot from George Miller, and he has a joke where he goes, man, I went to one of these restaurants the other day. There's like eight million waiters. There's the fork waiter, he brings you a fork. There's the there's the uh, dessert waiter, he brings you the dessert. The head waiter, he was my favorite. <laughs> And you're like, that's a great joke, and it's really clever, but how did he think? Because, you know, you, you see head waiter, you go, okay, head waiter, uh, he's the guy who gives you head. But the way he got to it is so smart. Right, yeah, fun fun setup. We were, last night, Sarah and I were talking about one of our favorite jokes, Michael Palasak. You know Michael oh. Palasak? Oh, he's cute. He's got a joke where he says, and it's one of those jokes that I'm like, I would kill to tell that joke every night. So relatable. I, I would be in the green room excited to tell it where he says, hey, folks, yeah, I'm a little little fucked up tonight. I hope you can bear with me. I'm a little stressed out. I got a 6 a.m. flight in a couple months. <laughs> so that's good. Great. So that's very you. Well, Sarah's got a 6 a.m. flight tomorrow, and, and she's petrified and dying, the whole thing, and it, you're, you're just stressed. You're like, I got to get up. Fuck me. And it's just on your mind. So it's a, it's a great joke. What's the other Miller joke? Well, this is this is a shandling, and I think you know it, but it's it's one of those jokes. I'm like, how did he get to there? How did he go from A to B to C? And it's uh, I don't want to fuck it up. A shandling goes, yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm dating I'm dating Miss Georgia, and then he goes, ah, just I, I should be honest, it's uh, it's former Miss Georgia. All right, I should be honest again. It's George Foreman. <laughs> How'd <laughs> you get to that? One. That's a great one. It reminds me of uh, Sarah Silverman's joke where she says, uh, uh, I was dating a guy, he said my vagina, I was, maybe it was a doctor, I can't remember, but my vagina smells like a peach, a peach tree, a peach tree mm. dish. That's what he said. Oh, that's fun. Fun one. 
And uh, what was the other you, one? You almost got to let your brain's filter turn off to come up with a joke like that. Yeah, there's a lot of those cookies. You ever listen to Dwight York? You ever dive in? Oh, Dwight I love York Dwight jokes? York. I mean, Dwight York is great, but he's got that 10 jokes, one is good thing. Right, right. There's a lot of those guys. He's like trail mix here, just waiting for that M&M. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those guys though, that have 50 jokes and one is good, and some have 1,000 jokes and zero are good. So I'll take yeah. one and 10. They're all uh, they're all doing very well, actually. He had the one, York, where he said, uh, I met a girl, she had a weird deformity. One of her breasts was larger than the other two. <laughs> that's, a, that's a clinker. That takes a sec. How about oh. this one, Dwight York? Uh, I, don't want, I don't want people to pick me up for being homeless, so I just sleep in the line in front of, I sleep in front of Ticketmaster. Oh, that's fun. That's that's like a clever just idea in general. That's pretty smart. Yeah, that is that is smart and fun. Uh, I heard this one the other day on a Buddhist podcast. This lady tells mostly bad jokes, but it's fun. It was a it was a, it was a cute one yeah. where the guy loses his car keys and he says, "God, for God's sakes, just find my car keys. I'll never jerk off again. I'll never come in my wife's ass. I'll never I'll never say the n word again if you just find my car keys." And then he goes, oh, never mind, God, I found him. Yeah. That's cute because it, it's, it's human cute. nature. It sums it's, us all up. It's cute. I mean, I threw in the N-word part. She actually <laughs> said the N-word. but um, <laughs> well, Those Buddhists are known to hate the blacks. But Buddhist and, Is there anyone that's a nudist Buddhist? Is that a Ooh! character? Could that be something? I like it. I, that's, a, that's a TV show on ABC. <laughs> that's great. The nudist Buddha. I think that's a Ross Bennett bit. <laughs> That's all inside. My fiance, Beyonce. Hey, speaking of Playboy, I don't know if we talked about this. A fan of the show, a two's gay, knows we uh, are, I don't know, like tits or something. He dropped some Playboys off at the cellar, and there was one for each of us, I guess, but Liz was like, take both of them, give it to Mark when you see them. But Uh they both have significance to us. One is from like 2012. It's got an interview with Louie. So oh, he wow. thought we'd be interested in that. And the other one, I'm going to show this on the video. I apologize to the people that aren't getting Let, the YouTube until next week. Yes. Is it, is it Seinfeld in a phone booth? It's not Seinfeld in a uh, phone booth. He, he's on the cover of a Playboy in the 90s. Oh, all right. Well, does this ring a bell to you, this one? Do you recognize this Playboy with Elle McPherson? McPherson? I recognize the cover. I don't know. I didn't open it. I just it, finished on the cover. This is the one where George is hiding in his desk, and they have the bomb, and he goes, nothing here but some male curiosity and empty, empty calories. That's the magazine. Now, I don't know if he knew that or not, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's the Costanza Playboy. Oh, we lost Mark. No, it was a fake freeze. Holy hell. The blinking right. took me out of it. Sorry. But... If he knew that, if he put that, that kid deserves the Tuesday BJ Award of the Year. I mean, I'm going to blow that kid in Cincinnati on, a, on an Amtrak. That is unbelievable. But you might have just given him the, the credit, and he didn't think of that. Well, I'm assuming because he has every play. It seems like he's a, he's a weirdo. He's got every Playboy. I mean, this is from May of 94. So he's got every Playboy since at least the mid-90s. And he gave us one with Louie, and the other one immediately I recognize as a Seinfeld Playboy. So I think he knows, but... I got to tell you, I never had access to Playboy 
This thing is magical. There's oh, genuinely the good articles in here. I'm looking at some hot, fat tits, and then you can buy like a, a bald eagle plate if you send away for it. Pretty Ooh. good. Yeah, Playboy was the was lunch, man. That was the bee's knees. My friend growing up, Jean, he was Belgian. I was hanging out with a lot of French cunts when I was a kid, and his dad was a doctor, and he had a stack of Playboys. He would fall asleep with a cigarette in his mouth. He had a glass of wine all day long. The most French guy on the planet. He had holes in his bed sheets from all the cigarette burns, but he would go out for a carton of milk and a bottle of gin, and we would just ransack. It was literally a stack against the wall like that, and it was heaven on earth. It was so fun. It was magical seeing the hi-fi stereo and the guy in the, the smoking a pipe, you know, and a guy on a, laying on a fucking Porsche, and, and and the women too, of course, the Bush women. But man, <laughs> that really was a highlight of my childhood. Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I I don't know if I can put it on camera because YouTube or whatever, so I won't do that. But ah. I'm, I'm looking at some nudity here. By the way, I just put my finger in like a stainy section, so I think this guy might have beat off on this page. No doubt about it. But uh, I'm all right with that. And the other day, you know, my wife was downstairs doing her OnlyFans shit, and I, I beat off to a magazine porn. I mean, I haven't jerked off to a magazine since I was a Cub Scout. Yeah, yeah, same here. It's been a while, and uh, I had a million paper cuts back then, and uh, a lot of dog ears going. Man, those were the days. Like, and then you always find that one you like the best, the one that really hits you and hits right in your G-spot. And, uh, boy, those were some some good times. And then, of course, I got ramped up and would go to the uh, the corner deli in my neighborhood and get, like, the, the penthouse, and then it was the snuff. And then it was the gentleman's and the Wii, O-U-I. It got real real nitty-gritty after a while. Well, see, I have to say, and you know me, I'm not a huge porn guy. I think I like the still photo better because if you look at a, not that I, the still, the, the, the Playboy, I mean, better than the uh, full nasty porn. Because if you see a photo of like a dick and a pussy, you want to see the fucking. But right. this, it's like a woman just... You know, yes. doing a little pose, a nice smooth, t- an airbrush tit. Because you can't airbrush on video, I don't think. I don't know, maybe you can. Well, that's what always the lady was, would say on the TV show. They're like, why would you do Playboy, Barbara Walter? Why would you do Playboy? She's like, it's tasteful. I look like a fucking angel. I look beautiful. Look at me. I look beautiful. Sure, my tits are out. But you're saying my body is not sh- to be shown. It, it looks great. You're wrong. Yeah, tits should be out there. I, I, I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving every minute of it. So thank you to the uh, the creepy gay that dropped off the boys. Yes. Uh, I'm lo- and maybe we'll take turns with them. After six months, I'll give these to you, and you can throw a few nuts in them. Please, please. I'll take sloppy pages. I don't care. Uh, big fan. Big fan. Tits are like Lance Bass. Come out. Come out and play. Let love them out. The- I'm a big fan. I love a tit. I just love them. I love a, a cleavage, a bra, a tit. It's just such a great situation. I like having it dangle and sucking on it. I like uh, really motivating. The heaviness the of it, the, the good nip. I love a perky nip in a sweater. It's, it's all gravy. It's all fun and uh, a lot of natural with the PB. Mm-hmm. A lot of, they kept it more natural, more it's all beauty-based. That's why... Hef got a lot of shit, but first of all, he was like a civil rights cum guzzler. You know, he like let black people in his club before anyone else, so that's cool. Mm, that's and then, nice. you know, he's putting women on who wanted to be on. Like the, the women to back in the day, Playboy was like a, it was like a milestone in your career. Like I made it, I did it. Right. And then, yeah. now, then he died, and everybody shit on him. 
Yeah, of course. That's what you do nowadays. You, you shit on people. That's that's the society. But I, I was watching uh, last night on TCM, Turner Classic Movies. They had a Marilyn Monroe double feature. And I watched both like a little gay school kid. I, I really loved it. She's fun. She's got some chops. She's funny. And uh, she's cute as pie and huge cans. Huge. Whatever happened to her? She was good. Yeah, she could act. She could, she could, uh, she had charisma. She could take a pain pill, too. What do you think of this? I think she killed herself, they said. I, I didn't realize that until I read it last night. But That's what I heard. Sleeping pills, I believe. Yes. Is that what a barbiturate is? Barbiturates. Uh, yeah, I think it's a painkiller, a barbiturate. Yeah, I don't Sounds know like much. something a Jew does uh, when you become a man. What do you think of this? I, I was reading all about her last night, and someone said she is probably the most photographed person of the 20th century, but I got to go with Michael Jordan on that one. Wouldn't Ooh-wee. you say? Probably MJ, just because the sheer fact of all those games, and he got photographed at every game multiple, multiple times, plus magazine, plus red carpet. So, yeah, you're probably right. That's exact. That's an exact quote from what I said. It's exactly what I said. I'm like, every game, there's 500 pictures of him, plus the fuck, everything you just said. I said the same thing. I mean, he's a model, too. He's doing all these things. Shelby's <laughs> saying Paul McCartney, possibly. Ah, that's not bad either. With every concert, and he's... Still alive, so he, he's still going. Right. Well, 20th century is over, unfortunately. No one told, told oh. us. But but the oh, thing with McCartney, though, I think McCartney, though, would disappear for years. Where Jordan, once he's in there, I mean, way more games than there are tour dates. You know, he's playing 82 games plus the playoffs, plus the NBA finals. I, but McCartney's a good one. I don't it's know who else, who else would be in there. Maybe uh, – I, mean, I was no going to say Michael Jackson, but he's he's already dead, so that I wouldn't even count him because MJ can still keep. Oh, you said 20th century. Never mind. Michael Jackson would be up there, Madonna, but Michael Jackson had a lot of no cameras around here parts ah. of his life. You know what I mean? Yeah, was, yeah. Good point. Good point. He was coming on children, so yeah. That's but true. either way. Anyways, what the what the fuck's going on over there? What are you what are you up to? Who are you fucking? Who are you blowing? Who's fucking you? Oh, man, I'm all over the road. Uh, this is my 12th pod today. I got to run outside and do pull-ups on the scaffolding like a psycho just to just to get the blood pumping because it's freezing outside. Uh, I, I Zoom all day, so it's, I got to force myself to go out and hit the streets. I know. It's, it's, it's all Zoom all day. I've been, this is my fourth hour of Zooms, and one of my cut short. I was like, I, I got to do this another day. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm gay and... And then you go outside now, it's, it's, it's nippy, and it's uh, strange days. I know. And then, then I, I just say yes, because I look at my, I have a douchey little calendar on my phone, and some guy goes, how do you feel about 2 o'clock on Monday? I go, all right, well, I'm doing Tuesdays at 4, so I can do it at 2 o'clock. And then before, he was like, all right, you're ready to go? And I just said, I can't do it. I need a minute before I, I don't want to just go from this one to that one. I need a minute. And I just pulled out and I, it was glorious. I had the exact same thing. Same exact <laughs> thing. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll do it another day. I'm sorry. I got this other thing. And this show takes energy. I mean, I oh, can't yeah. just sit here with my pants around my ankles. We got to be hot and fast and left and loose. Yeah. This is a mental only fans where it's, we're, we're bringing the dicks and pussies uh, in our brain. We got to have thinking about stuff. We're not just showing our clits and clams to everybody. It's not that easy. And I got to say, this is the main dish. You know what I mean? I, I'm doing a lot of appetizers, but this is the chicken parm. I you, hope you, you, 
I hope you're saving the the, the the entree for us. I mean, this show, that's that's prosciutto or bruschetta, whatever the fucking brew. Tom Bernanski. Carcuterie. I never know how to say that. Mozzarella sticks, whatever it is. By the way, speaking of Italian food, if Cheese you balls. guys, if you live near Queens, maybe you should come out. We'll go on a date. Bartolino's over here in uh, Veter had the show there for a little bit. Gary Veter had a show. It got shut down because they had like hip hop night and they got a lot of noise complaints. But uh, that's for another. That's for another days. Those that's Asians. For a, that's for that's for a queef discussion. But sure. Um, it was a tad too noisy, evidently. But uh, Bartolino's, I had the food. Sarah and I went on a date the other day, you know, and this food is tremendous. I mean, it's, it's great. It's quintessential New York. It's like real New Yorkers in there. I don't know how they pulled it off. But everyone in there is like, oh, like meatballs and ding-dongs in there. And it was a good time. All right. Well, hey, I'll give a little sneak preview to the gays out there. Uh, we might be doing a studio thing in the near future. Uh, vaccine and all that permitted but uh we might be doing it and it's in Queens, so maybe we could we could bartolino and then pot it up i love that idea even even in january just gotta get through the holidays i gotta go see 48 people in two weeks we're bad people so yep yep, whatever but but we had a nice day but we had the classic thing i guess nate did a joke about this in the tonight show but this, they see the big fat Queens ding dong next to us. He's one of these like, oh, you know, boo. Like he's like a cartoon. And the guy, I think he just probably had reflux from eating Italian four times a day for forty years. But he's like hacking up a lung. Oh, it ain't he's, silent, re. He's sitting right next to us. He's <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. You gotta beat it. Come on, you can't be coughing. Yeah. Well, that that's uh, you're gonna put me in a coffin because that's that's bad news bears in in 019. But then you add the pandemic to this shit, and we're, we're on another we're on another level. Yeah, get out of here, you fucking meatball sandwich. I'm a cum guzzling Nazi. I get it, but I still don't understand the allowance not allowance, but the uh, the the no emphasis on the um, how do I put this gently the fat folk. Yeah, the fat folks, they're a problem. I don't get I mean, you can't say gook because it hurts a guy's feelings, but this guy's killing himself, and then we got a fucking epidemic going on, or a, whatever you want to call it, a, a virus. <laughs> I feel like if he loses weight, I think he could live. He might be able to live. I mean, who knows, but this guy was, uh, he was a big fat fatty, and he was coughing all over my tits, but... Uh, Whatever, I don't know. That was a couple of days ago. I seemed to be all right. It was a hell of a meal, nice dish, and it gave us something to uh, dish about afterwards. But hey, you're sitting at a table, so you know you can't contract it at a table. We all know that. All right. Here's a thing I read that if a person, yeah, let me get this right, outside at least. This is outside. If the person is too far away to blow out a candle that you're holding, if you're holding a candle, then you can't get it. I like it. I like so, it. you know, candle in the wind. I don't know. Yeah, well, can do. I mean, we should just go walk around with candles now, and if anybody blows it out, you get to kill them. Yeah, stick, stick it in their ass and wax I've them I've always said, I mean, the birthday party with the kids, they're, they're jizzing all over the cake, they're queefing on it, they're farting on it. There's 13 candles there. I mean, this kid's got every bacteria in his body blowing out this uh, Ninja Turtles cake. 13 candles, that's the uh, prequel to... Uh, the John Hughes film, uh, yeah. Breakfast Club. That was the that was the barbiturate <laughs> episode. 
Uh, <clears throat> so what, what what's going on over there? You've been traveling. <laughs> Have you slipped and fall? What's going on? It's tough these days because I'm trying to be a good boy. Um, um, you know, staying inside as much as I can. Besides eating at Italian restaurants next to fat guys. Well, I, so got I don't a have a things. ton over here. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, where where are you standing on the carbs? I, I get I'm, all I'm hearing is don't eat carbs now. Oh, carbs? I, I'm fat. I mean, I'm a fat person right now. I've been ah. getting the cinnamon roll every day. I've been having chicken parm, and I mean, I, I, I'm a I'm a fat boy. Plus, I went home for Thanksgiving. My family, you know, my family. It's all McDonald's and Captain and Coke. So, I look yeah. like, uh, you know, someone that's fat. I mean, you're you're uh, you're Chris Christie over there, but it's your your house is great because it's it's a child's dream. You got a pool table. A backyard with the, the, the glory hole. What is that thing called? The cornhole. Cornhole. And then you got a fridge full of beer. There's cookies on the counter. You just had a paper plate of chocolate cookies sitting there in perpetuity. And then it's soda. And then uh, your mom's got, what is it, blacks on blondes or whatever that, that gay porn is. And then your bedroom was nothing but Springsteen, Letterman posters, as a, a shirtless pick of Larry David, and a bunch of uh, you know Steve Nash photos and a stack of VHS tapes of a, of a Carlin special with Louis Anderson. That's First a dream. Black, blacks on blondes. How'd you remember? <laughs> what was it called? Nipples and tits? I can't remember the the, the gate guys. The <laughs> some, something down under. It was hard hunks. That's it. Hard hunks. <laughs> Better than soft cheese. Uh, we, can't, that. we can't put this on Instagram because they're all they're gonna be all over it. Aunt fucking Betty's gonna be calling me going, Hey, what is this? That, I lent her that tape. You shouldn't be talking about it. Oh well we'll keep this one off the gram. We'll keep it on the tubes. Oof. Her tubes are tied. But Blacks yeah. on blondes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but your your house is just it's a teenage boy's dream. It's like it's like Michael Jackson's house. Yeah, it's it's a good time, but it's tough because the thing is they don't give a fuck about whatever you're trying to accomplish. Like mm. I come home and I'm like, hey guys, I'm sober now. I'm in rehab. I'm getting my life together. I shit in a girl's shoe. I got herpes on my face. I got to take it easy. And they're like. All right, you do whatever you got to do, but we're going to drink a handle of rum in your face and make you smell it. So, And then Reflux, too. They're like, all right, give us nine chicken parms and a Caesar salad for this fucking homo. So, I mean, in a way, it's kind of zen because they're living in the now and they're not worried about the diabetes around the corner and the, the sun with the silent re and the facial herp. So I guess that's a, a, a Buddhist mentality. I think. The Buddhists see the body as a temple, so I'm not ah. quite sure about Buddhism. It's definitely... Uh, so they only let Jews in. Anarchy or something like that. Mm. I don't know what it is, but they're having a good time over there. Let's let's pretend. That's the thing about the living in the now, though. It, it has its setbacks. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like you got to be mentally present, but the just eat and drink whatever you want is is tough. I think... You, you got to try to eat a salad and be like, salad is good, I'm nourished, or something. I don't quite understand it. Yeah, yeah. Then they say, uh, no desire. Yes. Desires. That's a tough one. Yeah, How do you that's, not desire? That's tricky. But I, I, I have to say, I had this chicken parm the other day, which I suffer because I have the reflux still, but that is the best food. Marinara sauce. 
I mean, I would fucking eat a bowl of cum with or without marinara, but I would prefer marinara. Oh, I mean, it's so good. Every bite, I got a, I got a chicken parm bite in my ass, and I'm just holding it in there and swishing it like Listerine. It's amazing. It's so greasy and creamy and and salty and tomatoey. Oh uh, yeah, there's nothing better. And I want a, a marinara soup. You know, people always give you a big old plate of spaghetti, and then they give you what little miscarriage of marinara. I'm like, what are you kidding? Give me eight ladles, you fat cunt. Yeah, I, I'm the extra sauce king. I remember I went to Mama Santa's the first time with DePaulo and Canner brought us there. And, you know, DePaulo's a big grease ball, and they come over, and I go, give me chicken parm, extra marinara on the side. And DePaulo's like, what are you fucking nuts? This is, this is a real place. These are real Italians. It's family-owned. You take it as it comes or whatever. And uh, you could tell they were insulted because they brought, like, a vat of marinara on the side, and they just covered the actual oh. dish. It was just swimming in marinara. Like, they're like, you want extra marinara? Here's your extra marinara, you fucking douche. I had the same thing happen to me at a soul food place once when I was like 16. I, I'm a big gravy queef, and I was like, keep the gravy coming. When you put too much gravy, when you think you put too much, put more. And it was some fat black lady with a mole right here and a mustache and a, you know, what, what do you call that thing when you leave the house, the ankle bracelet? And oh. she was like, uh, all right. And I got a big sloppy roast beef po' boy, and they put it in a bowl with, like, the gravy around it like it was – you know, a soup, and uh, I was like, all right, touche there, uh, Clarence, you got me. <laughs> that was brutal. Um, what was, there was something I wanted to throw out there at you, and I want your opinion, want to hear about, oh, first of all, just a, just a quick one. I got an Amazon package the other day, because that's the world we're living in. I try to avoid Amazon because of the business and Bezos or whatever bullshit, uh -huh. but sometimes you got to do it, so I get a package, and it's I'm fun. out. It is fun. I'm out and about. I'm walking around or whatever I'm doing, and it says package delivered. But I knew Sarah was gone, so I was like, hmm, delivered. They must have rung one of the other people in the apartment. I come back. It's not in the foyer, uh -oh. and it's not by my door. And I'm like, well, it's definitely not inside because Sarah's not around. And so right away, I'm like, they didn't deliver it. Who knows? And Sarah comes up. I said, it says delivered, but it's not out there. And Sarah goes, did you check the garbage? They... They put her package where the garbage is. We have a little area where you put the garbage, and they put ah. it like between two garbage cans. Weird. Which between two ferns. So I go and check the garbage. I'm digging through trash. It's banana peels and, you know, wigs. And yeah. it's not in there. And I'm like, they fucked me. They didn't deliver it. I walk by. We have a bush next to our apartment. They jammed it in the bush. Ah, I've been there. <laughs> But yeah, wow, crazy. It's just in there. Like I, I could barely see it. I had to fish it out and, 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 and pull it. It's like a little book just all crammed in there. What, what, how do you feel about that? I hate it, but I see these kids out there with their, like, those, what do you call those bellhop carts full of Amazon boxes, and they're just tumbling over, and these poor 14-year-old runaways are just holding it all up. You know, this ex-con is like, ah, and they're toppling over. They go down one block. It's a nightmare. I mean, we need more people delivering Amazon than we need uh, working at, uh, you know, the skating rink. <laughs> the skating <laughs> we we got to re-up on, on employees, it feels like. Yeah, skating rink's dead. Amazon's alive and well. Not the Amazon. That's getting destroyed from what I've read in a couple articles, but who knows. But True. They jammed it in a bush, which I thought was kooky, but anyways, that's just... 
that's just nothing. Whatever. I could have skipped that. But what do you think of this? So every Sunday I've gotten into routine. I like routines. I, I wake up. I go. I get my bagel. I shove that in my ass. I drink a hot tea. And, uh, you know, that's my morning. And then I, I chill out. I relax. I wake up Sarah. I try to have sex. She says no. Then I get the car, the Sentra. I drive it down to Astoria Park. I run on the track because I got bad knees these days. So a nice soft track helps me. Two weeks in a row, there's this little Latino queef of a boy man. Mm. He brings his ring light, and he films himself making, I, I assume, TikToks. Yep. There's a lot of this. And the music is blasting. Full board, like Bose speaker, and it's that like, do 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 woo and, full, and people are doing yoga in the park. There's people playing rugby. There's mixed martial arts. People are running on the track, stretching. It's a park. A park, Brutal. Jerry. Brutal. I mean, I mean, this is turning into boomers with stories, but uh, I'm with you 100% there, Fatty. That is cuckoo bananas. These people doing their TikToks, they think they're Federico Fellini all of a sudden. You know, they got the setup and the lights and the music. We don't care. We know you're trying to get your, your eight followers uh, in, uh, you know, Jackson Heights, Queens, or whatever the hell. But who gives a shit? There's other people around. How about this, by the way? I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a film master over here. I mean, I'm not a fastbender. I'm trying to think of another European filmmaker. He's good. Uh, how about this? You put your AirPods on, you play the music in your pocket as loud as you want, then, I'm going to use a little showbiz term, you put the music in in post. Ooh. That way, every Tom, Dick, Harry, Glenn, Steven, and Rudolph don't have to hear your fucking dog shit ecstasy dance music blasting all over the fucking park that we all share. The irony is the music is called House. Go do it in one. Get out of the uh, the outdoors. The great outdoors are now the mediocre because of old uh, Rico Suavez, Ricky Martin, uh, prepubescent Latina boy. Bring it on home, Dickless. What is that? I, I'm with you 100%, but these kids don't know anything about the post. They know Post Malone, but it's all they don't know anything about the post production because it's just, boom, I'm in, case closed. Where's my followers? Where's my advertisers? Where's my sponsorship? Well, this guy sucks. I want to take his ring light and smash it to pieces, and I, I just want to like beat him to death. I want to, I want to go up and just fucking kick him and 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 stomp him to death. I'm with you, and then then they give you if you go, hey man, could you turn that down? They they get mad at you, and it's that's. I, I people always say, what superpower would you want? And I always lie and say flight or invisibility or uh, you know Judaism, whatever it is. But the true one is see, super strength. Because I could pick a fight with anybody and win. Yeah, that's true. You could really fucking toss him. Like, I, you want to do that thing you do with kids where you grab him by the wrists and spin him, but then you let go and he goes flying into the river and drowns? Oh, you could just do the thing where you hit the top of the head and they go into the dirt? Yeah, a boink. A boink. You boink Yes. Them. All right. Speaking of boinks, Tuesdays of Stories is brought to you by Hawthorne. Oh. Hello. Well... You love the Hawthorne. You got a big box of creams and ointments and towelettes. Tell them about the box, and I'll tell them about the back pit back end. I mean, I love Hawthorne. I, I go to a lot of uh, group setting zooms. Let's just say, ah, and I'm getting, orgy. I'm getting compliments 
all day long. People are going, what are you doing with your skin? I mean, look at this skin. Look at that forehead. It, you're glowing. I mean, that's a lot of forehead. I mean, I got, I've gone through two tubes already because my forehead's the size of, uh, you know, Rhode Island. But sure. I, well, it's a small estate. Hawthorne, but it's a big forehead. Good Hawthorne, point. they sent me all kinds of stuff. I got this soap with little chunks of wood or something. It smells delightful. It's fantastic. I got a moisturizer, a face wash, a body wash, and this is where Hawthorne is so good. They got their hooks in me. I am a subscriber now. I'm getting all the stuff regularly because you can get it where they send it to you every six weeks. I'm yeah. 100% on board. They sent it to us for free. Normally, we get free stuff. We, we read whatever they tell us to say. This yeah. stuff, I'm hooked on Hawthorne. This is wow. first-class stuff. I, I'm doing it tonight. I swear to God, it's one of the biggest regrets of my life. I've never heard you talk so highly of anything before, including your wife. Uh, do what Joe did. Take the Hawthorne quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co. And use promo code TUESDAYS to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O, promo code TUESDAYS. Hawthorne dot C-O, promo code TUESDAYS. Get on it, kids. And Tuesdays with Stories is also brought to you by Blue Chew. If you're using your Hawthorne, a lot of people are going to want to have sex with you. And yes. uh, you're going to need the first chewable dick pill. That's right, folks. Blue Chew has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And, you know, a lot of people, you're with your partner, you're in quarantine, you're there for months, nine months of looking at the same mug and, you know, our dames, they're all in sweatpants and flip-flops, yes. and they're not putting their makeup on. It's a sad, gross sight. So here, here. your dick is probably heading south for the winter. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting on Sarah's OnlyFans at this point. You, you might want to pop one off. And so the best way to do that right now is to take Blue Chew anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, which I'm 100% of the time I got a full stomach, Bartolino's. It's fast yes. and easy, just like my aunt. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it slips right into your door in a discreet package, and after you chew the blue, your package will be anything but discreet. Here, here. FDA approval and that a prescription is also required. So, but they'll knock all that out for you. They make it easy peasy. You won't look Japanesey, I'll tell you that. Not downstairs. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Tuesdays. Just pay five smackers in shipping. That's pretty good. Again, that's B L U E chew.com. Promo code Tuesdays to try it free. Just do it for fun, even if you don't need it. It's it's good stuff, folks. <laughs> Oh, that just oh, reminded great. me of a joke from a movie or a thing. Even if you don't, what's that joke I'm thinking of? Uh-oh. Uh, I'll think of it later because that's going to take up dead air. All right, I got, a, I got a couple of nuggets to throw at you here, fat man. Yeah, throw them at me because I'm over here talking about a package in my bush. I don't even know where I am over here. I need I you. love hearing about your packages. So that, that's fascinating. I'm telling you, they're getting fast and loose with the, with the, with the Amazon because there's eight zillion of them. You know what's interesting? This is like, I don't know if this is a bit. It's probably stupid. I'm gay. I might kill myself either way. Even if this goes well, I might. But this is kind of like 
showing. Ah, help me out with this thought process. All right, hit me, now Jizz. this is like Amazon is like a literal Santa Claus. Like what we used to think of as Santa, you'd be like, "There's Completely. no way you could deliver this many packages in a night. How could Santa be real?" And now Amazon is trying to do it with a bunch of people making nine cents an hour. Has this been done, or is this something? I had the same thought. I tweeted about it, and everybody called me a hack. But basically, Bezos is is Santa. You know, and he's up there in the gay pole and uh, getting railed or whatever he's doing. But all the Amazon workers are are the elves, and they got oh, the okay. fact they got the warehouse and they got like all the boxes in there. And yeah, it's just it's exactly the same, except it's just all day, every day instead of one night. Right. All right. So the fact that you've done it makes me feel better. So we had a similar thought, but Completely. the fact that you're calling a hack, I'm hacking a hack, so that's not good. Well, apparently 19 other uh, mumble rappers have talked about this already, but yeah. my joke was leaving the cookies out for the delivery guys because they're doing the, the delivering. That's not bad. Nobody liked it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, what can, you, what can you do? Twitter's gotten tougher. I, I used to put out a half a queef and two uh, embryos of a, of a placenta, and I would get 80 retweets. Now I'm getting two likes and a, a fucking hubcap. Well, Twitter is just the worst thing on earth. I've been trying to quit. I read How to Break Up with Your Phone, and it's going okay. Hey, is this funny? I, I read this. I read this book called How to Break Up with Your Phone. Here it is. It's by Catherine Price. I'm going to interview her on uh, Mindful Metal Jacket. Oh, at some wow. Point. Look at tough, you. You're an intellectual. She's a tough get. But anyways, it's a great book. I recommend it. But um, I, I'm just bouncing horrible bits on the show now. But I'd like so to hear it. She says, uh, one trick is you make your screen, your background, you write a uh, waste of time on a piece of paper, Ooh. take a photo of it. So when you go to look at your phone, it says waste of time. And I'm like, that's good for breaking up with your phone, but you can't really do that with a human. You can't be like, honey, can you put on this shirt? <laughs> that's great. Is that funny? That's big. Can you wear this waste of time shirt? I love it. Put that on a kid. Honey, I got you a stinky pussy hoodie. Could, would you mind wearing it throughout the winter? <laughs> I don't know. Those will sell. Hey, get on the merch, the Tuesdays merch, Stinky Pussy Hoodie. That's big. That's a punk band, too. Or an IPA. Stinky Pussy Hoodie. 8% alcohol. Um, all right, maybe that's a bit. Who knows? But I think uh, it's gold. I, th I love it. That's killer. I tell you, that's good. <laughs> Judy Gold. All right, give me the nuggets. Stick these nuggets in my ass and uh, see if I come. Well, I got two nuggets. One's a McDonald and one's a, a Long John Silver. So I'll give you the Long John Silver first, just to get you ready, because this is a more this is a little bit of an appetizer for the big nugget, Denver Nugget. <clears throat> so I get a gig. I'm these gigs now with the COVID and all that and the the zooming. They they want you to promote so much. I hate the promoting. Because, A, like, all right, it's kind of an insult, first of all. You get that email like, hey, tickets aren't moving. You want to promote the hell out of this? And you're like, I do, sure, but I also have 19 other shows I'm doing that also want me to promote. So now my whole feed, see, they, I got a decent amount of followers, so they just assume everything I do will sell out. But I've done every corner of Connecticut and Jersey. Nobody cares anymore. I've done Long Island. I'm, I'm up in Westchester. I'm, I'm over here. Wherever you got, I'll, I'll be there. I'm in... Fucking Epstein's Island, whatever it is. And these people are sick of me. I've been everywhere. So no one's coming out anymore. And it's freezing. I know. And, and think about it. We've had this feeling. We talk about it all the time for years. 
Because, you know, for many years, we had 11 fans. It was like Frankie and, uh, you know, Stacy and that other weirdo. But, sure. you, know, uh, you know, Mindy, Mindy. and, uh, yeah, Helena, Troy, yeah. whatever. And <laughs> you'd go, I can't believe I got to do these jokes for Phil again. I haven't written yes. any bits since last night. But now you're selling tickets. You got 300 people there that were like, we were here last night. And you're like, you got to be fucking me. Brutal. They don't... I- Oh, well, we just opened a big bag of hammers, and now now I'm chapped up the uh, labia. But first off, can I just give a shout-out to the fans? Thank you for coming out, but stop yelling comedy after every punchline. Comedy. I get it. It's flattering. It's cute. I do it. But you're throwing my, my rhythm off here. I'm trying to have sex, and you're putting a f- pinky up my ass. It's it's it's. Oh, it gives you like a, huh, what, what are we doing? And I get it because it's, it's supportive, but it's a little jarring. Right. I hear you. Had to say it. Had to get it out. It's a, one of those tricky things because they mean well, but they're too excited. I get it with herpes. People just go, you got herpes. And I don't even know if they're fans. I think it's just a guy that can tell. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Either way. So I get this gig in Jersey, two shows, one night. Socially distant, bip, 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 Jersey City, whatever you want to call it. This guy hits me up with a car. I, I, I don't have a car. I mean, I do, but it's in a, the Smithsonian right now. I can't pull it out. <laughs> it's too old. So this kid hits me up. We, You know him. I know him. Nice guy with a car. You know, funny enough, whatever. And he goes, I see you're doing this gig. I'm looking for stage time. If you, if you, if I'll drive you if you let me do some time. And I go, well, what's some time? And he goes, how about 20 minutes? 20. And I go, ah, that's a chunk. That's a, that's a hefty chunk because you got to realize half these gigs, they put 19 locals on in front of you, and then they each do 28, and they all go over the light, then the host goes over the light, and then you go on because it's the first time they've had a, a full crowd in a minute. So I go to this guy. I go, first of all, I can take the path there. So you're not really helping me. This is more for you than me. And he's like, all right, right, how about 10? And I go, all right, I'll give you 10. So then I call the club and I go, hey, could you not put 19 guys opening? I got a guy. And they're like, sure, no problem. So great. I got a ride. I don't have to worry about the path. That's all taken care of. An hour before we're supposed to leave, hey, man, you know what? I think I'm going to take the night off. What? Can you believe that? What is he, Axel Rose? You got a commitment. You're on the show. Well, he he had a prior thing, a Richard Pryor, and something came up, and he was. I think he got a better gig in town, possibly, or an easier gig, or a non-driving gig, and I was out. I was doing him the favor. Well, I guess to be fair, you said I could take the path, so maybe he thought, hey, he said he could take the path. I'll let him take the path. That's that's the only thing I can think, because otherwise, this is insane. Insane. Back in my day, I assume this is a young whippersnapper who's been doing comedy for six months. Back in my day, I mean, the the idea, the prospect of like canceling on DePaulo, he would have fucking shot. I would never worked again in the business. Well, that's different because that's way different levels. This me and this guy are technically kind of same level, so it was like oh. a friend thing almost. Oh, okay. Uh, I was picturing a, a newbie. But don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Sorry, little jizz. He was doing me a favor like when he said i don't want to go i'm half like oh you're killing me because i made all these arrangements and i dropped off on the path but also great now you don't have to do the time and i don't have to uh, chat with you the whole time sure so 
I run to the path. I got a huge duffel bag full of shirts because I'm trying to get trying to get rid of these shirts. I ordered eight boxes of merch before the fucking pandemic. Trying to unload them like Kramer with the bottles, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I run to the path, get on the path, jump the turnstiles like you do, get on the thing. Then it's one of those, okay, now I'm off the path. Okay, take an Uber here. You're like, ah! So then you get on the Uber, you get there. Pretty rough gig, kind of struggle. It's so socially distant, and everyone is on couches. Literally mm. one couch is a mile away from me. I'm just like, are they even here? They're all on their phone. They're not, in, they're not enjoying the show, but it was fine. Second show rolls around. Woo! I'm getting heckled. I'm getting stuff thrown at me. I'm getting the no, that's not true. No, no. Oh. You know, the drunk lady hammered. And at one point, I make a juggle. There's a lot of honkies in here tonight. And she goes, no, no, I'm oh. I'm Native American. I was like, God damn. These and one guy just know. had to, sh- I shut him down because he was, I was like, you are a piece of garbage. Like, I didn't want to shit on her, I guess, because it's a lady, but I was just shitting on her boyfriend because he was doing it too. And I was like, you're a bad guy and your wife sucks and you guys deserve each other because you're both shitty people and you don't even realize it. And I hit a nerve, I think, because she kept going and he stopped and he started going shh, shh to her. Felt pretty good. Yeah, that's, I mean, hopefully they're broken up now or it's a, you know, double murder, suicide, whatever, but. These people with the no, I, I just can't Hate stand the no. it. I, I got a, I, I got a no comment on an Instagram one time. It just says no, and you're like, what, what does that mean? Fuck you. I hate this thing. Just say I, I don't like this person or I don't like this thing. I don't care for yeah. this joke. Uh, we talk about it all the time, but uh, it's a lost art to just be like, ah, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah, completely. And comedy or not, stand up or not. It's weird to have a human being standing in front of you in a horrible situation where he's completely vulnerable and just ruin his attempt at an art form or an attempt at his job that you showed up to and paid money to go. It's just, I'm still a human. And you're just like, no, wrong, ruin it, stop you, you're an idiot. I'm like, what am I? Am I the guy dresses Elmo at Times Square where you, you can shoot a snot rocket at me? Like I, I'm standing four feet away from you, and uh, I'm talking to a microphone, and I haven't even said anything bad yet. I, I can see if I made fun of your your mom who's dead personally, but I mean it's just such a weird thing to talk to somebody that way, just another human that you don't know. And my intention is to entertain you. I'm trying to be entertaining. I'm trying to bring you joy. Yeah, you showed up. Imagine like a waiter bringing a guy the the chicken parm and you go, you fucking suck, you're ugly, and the guy's like, I'm bringing you the food. What do you want? This is what I'm supposed to do. You showed up. Yeah, this is the food. Yeah, Eat well. It. So neither here nor there. Got paid, got back on the path, got home at, you know, one in the morning, whatever. But that's just, just one of those things. And it was one of those things where I almost, and I don't know if, I couldn't remember if you had done this or uh, if you almost did it, but I was about... 31 minutes in, 28 minutes in, and I said, I'm, I'm about to just drop the mic and walk off. But I didn't do it. I did 45 on the dot because that was my allotted time, but I was this close to just walking. Yeah, it's hard. I, I've, I've done it once at a bar show, but uh, or maybe a couple times at bar shows, but it oh, is really? that thing of like, you're like, nobody's enjoying this. You just feel like you, you want to be a professional and do the time, but you're like, I hate it. Yeah, you hate me. You guys think I suck. 
So what is who who are we doing this for? It doesn't even make sense. Exactly. And you want to you want to just tell the club I, I'll pay for all the drinks that would have been sold. Take it right out of my check. Yeah. Give me oh. fucking you know whatever less money. Yeah, that'd be nice. So obviously didn't sell a shirt. Had to lug the thing back like like shitty Santa Claus and come on back home defeated. And I but is there a weird thing with stand up where? No other art form is like that, and that's kind of a cool aspect of it, that it's that kind of underground-y, that it can be that bad, or is that stupid? I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, music It's so informal. Music, to me, is worse sometimes because you can get... I mean, like these bar shows, sometimes with bands, I mean, like literally nobody's listening. It's an annoyance. Like they're just there to have drinks and go, oh, yeah, this, this, these fucking idiots are here. Yeah. And, and I, usually they're doing like covers, I guess. So it makes it less hard because I, I, I don't know. I think there's other forms of it. I guess you're doing theater, Shakespeare in the Park. There must be people walking by calling them gay for wearing leotards maybe. But That's stand true. Up, it's so personal because it's just you and it's your thoughts it's you yeah the, oh the, yeah the product is you there's no yes. other there's not a band it's not a sound it's just like here's what i think and people are like fuck you that's and a good like, way to put it that's yeah that maybe that's why it stings so bad but you're also like i could just stop but i just i don't know the uh the douche in me just can't not do the job because i picture them being like hey you didn't do it all the way we can't pay you i don't know yeah, and you want to be a professional. And I'm sure you have to try to focus on there are people there that are enjoying it. You know, there's got to be a couple people that are diehards that are like, this is great. I love it. And they hate the, the people you hate. That's true. That's true. And we, I think a mistake comics make is we go all off audible laughter. That's our whole thing. It's just, we say a joke, we're killing, big laughs are coming at me. But, you know, laughter, look at us. We've been chuckling this whole time. We're not really guffawing all over the place. So I did see a two a couple in the back, a lady and a guy who were who were just going like, Ooh, like you know, like an Asian lady in uh, 1948 Mao dictatorship. You know, she couldn't let it out, but she was giggling. Well, exactly, and it's it's oft talked about with comics. The uh, my friend Dave Walsh, who's one of the really brilliant people comedically that I've ever met, and I remember him talking. Him and his brother Chris, who's one of my dearest friends, they had a show. For years in Boston, and the last show they ever did, it was emotional. It was like this big uh, night and this send-off because they were moving to L.A. It was a whole thing. That's a part of a bigger story. But Dave was addressing the crowd, and he said, the saddest, hardest part of comedy, being a comic, is you never laugh anymore. Everything's so technical. Mm. You go, that's really funny. This is funny. And then he went on to say, but my brother, Chris, still makes me laugh every day, and it was really beautiful and touching. But... Mm. For the, for the purpose of this conversation, that part I, I so agree with is that we've been beaten. It's like these fighters that just get kicked in the shin so many times that they don't feel, they just have dead shins now. Sure. That's what it, we're like with humor. I watched SNL this past week, which usually I think is a bag of turds. No offense to all of our friends that work on it. But I thought it was great. Justin Bateman. Is that his name? Jason Bateman. Yeah, Jason. Justine, Justine. is the sister. Yeah, she's yes. a smoke show. Oh, yeah. She, used to be he was he's hilarious sure. to me i loved his monologue and there was this woman i don't even know her name she did weekend update she played like a millennial movie review type of person mm -hmm. and it was like amazing but i was sitting there going this lady's great this is ah. really great I, I never even laughed i'm just sitting there going wow this is terrific yeah no interesting i'm joyless 
Yeah, I think a laughter because I'm similar. Where I don't really laugh out loud a ton, but when I do, I was I did a Legion of Skanks last week, and Big J had me on the floor. I was just killing me, and it felt so good because it's so rare. Yeah, exactly. By the but way, no, there was, you're right. There was one sketch where they were. I don't know if you watched any of it at all. It's probably online, but there was one sketch where they were playing a Justin Jason Bateman. It's funny. I love the guy. I don't even know his fucking name. He's but, good. Him and one of these other women on the show, they were playing a Santa Claus that had to be in a, a plastic snow globe because of COVID, and they kept falling over, and it was like classic physical humor. That one was making me laugh. That's what I need now is somebody falling over to laugh. Yeah, you got to go the other way where it's the most primitive, basic form of humor, just like a cartoon. That'll get you because we're just right. sitting there analyzing all day. So you need the the bottom of the barrel. I think... I knew this chef guy. He was like this five-star Michelin chef. He had the foam on the shit, you know. And then he would eat Doritos, and he's like, oh, Twinkies, ah, because he loved that just basic shit. Yeah, you got to go back to the uh, back to basics, I guess. I, I had a great moment the other day. I was talking to my, my niece and my dad and my wife about uh, the Marx Brothers, and I was talking about how Chico Marx is like my favorite piano player ever, and they thought I was kidding. Huh. And so I started playing some piano for them, and then they were like, and I think it was my dad was like, who are these guys? And I was like, what? I'm like, this is the Marx Brothers. So I pulled up the Sanity Clause scene, Ooh. and my dad's like on the floor. He's dying. I, I think he just his, his dad didn't worry as in the Marx Brothers. He was joyless. And my wow. niece is 15. She's like, that's funny. And it, Sarah was like, that was pretty good. She's a tough nut to crack because she's sure. a comic, and she hates me. So she's cracking. <laughs> my dad, I haven't heard him laugh like that since uh, before I was doing comedy. Sure, and, and it's and the thing from 1935, and, and it was so fun to just bring this, uh, present this to it. If people haven't watched, just just I mean, just watch the whole movies, but just watch Marx Brothers Sanity Clause. It's it's an amazing four minute sequence. It's brilliant. It's some of the best wordplay on the planet, and it's so cool that Marco and Chico and Harpo are up in you know hell, down in hell, and they're still killing. I mean, that's how you know it's such good stuff, and these guys are just. Next level comedy savants still killing. Also, quite a quite a metaphor that you're showing your dad this antique like old comedy that he should have showed you. Uh, totally. And uh, also, by the way, I mean, you watch that one scene, you're like, "This is Tuesdays with Stories." <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it could be you and I doing the bit. I mean, it's just rapid fire puns and and, and twists and turns. I mean, we throw a little more cum in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some queefs and some quacks. But yeah, I mean, it's next level. They had to be clean back then or they got their asshole filled with spears or whatever it was. But yeah, it's it's pretty genius. I mean, Groucho's joke, uh, we went back to take we went to take photos of the, the native bush women, but they were the 14 year old bush women, but they were too young. Wait, oh, what is it? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, this is not we, a good sell. We went to Africa, to, and we took photos of the 14-year-old Bushwomen. We had to go back, but they're not developed yet. Something ah. about photos. I, I'm butchering it, but it's the, the, the development is the, uh, the connection there. Well, we lost ah. everybody. They're like, these yeah, guys right. suck now. I shot Wait. an elephant in my pajamas the other morning. How I got in my pajamas, I'll never know. What was the one that we were just talking about? There was something I was going to say. It was a story about something. Oh, do you remember this idea? I think I probably told you when we were both high and on drugs and eating things. Sure. But, uh, yes. I had this idea. Maybe we should shoot it now. Maybe I should have you be the guy because you got black curly hair. But 
I had this idea 50 years ago about a character, Dildo Marx, who was the, the sixth Marx brother or the fifth Marx brother, but he was too dirty to get into the act. I love it already. And it's just, you know, he's a Marx brother. He looks, it's 1930s. We put the black and white on there and he's going, uh, outside of a book, it's too dark to read. Inside of a dog, you come. That's where you put your cum, you fucking dirty dog, whatever it is. Right, you know, we right. write some, some puns that have just, basically we do Tuesdays with stories and it's Dildo Marx. We make it black and white. We got a big trench coat. We go all out. I love it. Yeah, it could be funny. And, and he's, it's like, uh, I, I pictured it like a true Hollywood story of like, how come you're not in any of the movies? He's like, those <laughs> fucking fags wouldn't have me in there. I, I kept beep, saying, beep, you know, beep. whatever. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's bleeping. And, oh, and that's killer. I love that. How could, We got to shoot that. It could be something. Dildo marks. That's gold. I mean, uh, Shelbo looks kind of marks brothery. I could see that. All right, maybe we'll get him involved. I don't. Nah, he's got no instincts. But yeah, we'll we'll shoot it. We'll knock it out. It'll be fun. Just get Shelbo. I don't, I don't but think yeah. he thinks. I don't think he thinks we're funny. So that's gonna be tough to. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how if you just take a little bit of uh, Marx Brothers, take a little bit of Seinfeld and Larry David, then you take a little bit of uh, I don't know Woody Woodpecker and <laughs> just a touch of gay porn, you got our pod. You got a program. I would say more than a little touch of Seinfeld, but everything else I, I agree is a lot of. Costanza's in there and a couple Kramers. Sure. But uh, Elaine stinks. How about when Donnelly says Elaine's the best character? Get out of here, Donnelly. Shut up. Stop being to, PC with the he's, boys. He's trying to sound cool. Exactly. Oh, uh, I got a whole thing about getting a, a rapid test, but we'll save it and uh, I'll get into it pretty rapidly on next week. But that was a fun app. We pulled a lot of shit out of nothing. Good tease. And by the way, I mean. You gotta get on the Patreon if you're a Tuesday. We did a live show for the patrons. We took questions, and this is a special one. I mean, that was a special episode, hour long, hour ten, and uh, we really had some fun. We went deep on there. It was touchy. It was like our our little holiday Christmas episode where we got down by the fire with some eggnog and and blew the dog. I mean, it was really touching. I was touched and. I mean, I Norman. was I was teary eyed. I had to. I, I, I'm working on a letter. I might send you. I might not oh. burn it. I don't know. I mean, it was burn really the letter. Special. I don't want it. I don't want the letter. Send me a, a a funny funny video or something. I don't want the letter. What are you kidding? I'll send you a, an animated GIF. Give me a GIF of a of a kid, you know, falling down a, a, a elevator shaft or something. I, I don't want to. I don't want a, a letter with a quill, and then you kiss the thing, and you put the spray, the love potion on it. Well, Kissing potion. Choosy moms choose GIF. Uh, <laughs> get on the Patreon. I mean, it's a great episode. There's a ton of stuff, and they were doing a bonus a week for the last nine months, and there's guests. Soder's on there. Tim Dillon. Who cares? And, um, yeah, go check that out. And today at 3 p.m., my uh, Connor's Ultimate Movies, which no one seems to care about, is uh, episode two is out today. I'm talking about The Godfather. It's real silly. Ooh. It's fun. I think it's funny. I don't know. All uh, right. You're putting but, a lot of time into those. I'm, I'm impressed with the production. Well, we sp- I mean, it was one day. We spent like 10 hours down. I mean, Hershon, I, when I get the bill for this thing, I'm going to have to ask you for money. I'm going to have to sell the censure, but... Yeah, he ain't cheap. He's working on it. He's editing, and uh, I haven't gotten the bill yet. It's not going to be worth it, but go check it out. Subscribe to my YouTube, and uh, I don't know. What else is going on? I'm in yeah, Philly. Oh, check out check out Public. Uh, we got a thousand, the coolest shirts in the in the land up there. These are some hip threads. These, you gays are very creative. You're, 
you're doing some killer logos and and graphics so T-E-E public. Check out the shirts. Get on the Patreon. A lot of weird, random queefs, live shows, you name it. And your special is nipping at the heels of two mil. Yeah, we're getting there. I think I, I haven't looked at it because the comments hurt my feelings, but it's around two million-ish. So, so go watch it. Share it. Uh, you know, Sonny and share it. Ooh, Who knows? There you go. Share and, and uh, you will despair. No. Compare and despair. There it is. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, good stuff. Uh, I think we're at the beginning of the end of the the COVID. I'm just throwing that out there. What do you mean? Beginning of the end. I'm just saying, ah, we got that vaccine up my ass. It's Pfizer. It's, uh, you know, it's 2021 coming up. It's Christmas time. I think something's about to happen. I hope so. But fucking 58% of the country says I'm not going to touch the vaccine. So... Let them rot. Rot in hell, I say. You guys go out to your, your, your Super Bowl party and live it up. I don't know what's happening, but hopefully we'll be all right. Take care out there. Be safe and, uh, you know, use your best judgment and get on the Patreon and, and be kind and please rewind. Here, here. Praise Allah. Weep it up. We'll see you in hell. Georgia Saint, cut it. Hey, folks, I forgot real quick to plug some dates. It was such a fun app. I lost track. Uh, this weekend, I'm in Austin, Texas at the Brass Tap, I think. I'll be uh, popping down real quick for a couple of secret shows in Austin. Brass Tap, give it a goog. Then Nashville, Zanies, Hot Club, Hot Town, Honky Tonk. And then I'm doing the Wall Street Theater on December 20th. Check that out. It's on my website. That'll be a phone. It's also streaming, so you can see it from anywhere. So buy a ticket to the stream. And uh, Tampa in on New Year's. Tampa, Side Splitters, and Orlando the night before. Give it a go. Thank you. Ah!